Welcome to Diamonds in the Rough Draft, a heartfelt dig through discarded drafts from our past. I'm your co-host, Eric Anderson. And I'm Emily Anderson. On draft this week is Down South Hellas Lager. And while we drink our way through, we will be working through our special guest! Special guest! Special guest! Nicole Shortino-Craig of the Bold Cardio Dance, her rough draft of Untitled. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. Nikki, welcome to the podcast! Hi! Oh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Yeah, I am here. She is here. Thank you for noticing me. (laughs) Like, we haven't been talking for 30 minutes. Let's go. Yeah. We need to insert, allow a time in the script for your guest to breathe and yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. That's probably so. Yeah. Well, here, let's talk about the beer and let's let's uh, clink and drink, yeah. as they say. One, two, three. <laughs> that's right. That's how that goes, guests. <laughs> that's how people drink beer. I here failed the objective. I was way too quiet. <laughs> It's okay. I'll I'll get it in post. It's fine. So, this beer was of an interesting journey for us. So we went to Burn Hickory Brewing. We hadn't been there before. It's in Kennesaw. It is in Kennesaw, Georgia, which, which is, is very close to where yeah, we it's live. Yeah, town right right over. And their big thing is they have unfiltered beer. So because it is unfiltered, there's more flavor. But they had a lot going on. We accidentally they had so many beers. Yeah, there were a lot of beers and a lot of rotating. You know. They do small batch, so they'll just yeah. run through one. But we wound up having a really interesting conversation with the owner and founder, Scott, last name unclear. We think it's either Hadeen or Adeen, but yours truly like fell down on the job. I'll just throw myself on my sword. Lady Gaga's sword there. My sword. Perfect reference. So we didn't get his last name, but uh, I asked in all his fairness, last name and then didn't ask how to spell it. Oh, that's so difficult. It could have been Hidin or Adin, but Burn Hickory Brewing, we like you. Yeah, but okay, so we talked to this guy for 30, 45 minutes probably. Yeah. And you still don't know his last name? <laughs> it didn't come up. I'm actually really, we didn't really know bad his at that. name at yeah. the end of the conversation. Yeah, we're terrible. Well, we'll know people for like two months yeah. before we get there. I name. have no room to talk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, true story. So when we first moved into this house, it was right at the beginning of COVID. And we just did not get to know a lot of our neighbors because everybody was hiding inside. But I got to know some of them at first because I was moving stuff in and out of the house. But I can't remember names at all. It's just not way. my superpower. So mm-hmm. I was meeting these people and then going in and telling Emily, hey, I just met our neighbor next door. I just met our With neighbor the across hair. the street. Yeah. I, and she says, what are their names? Oh, I don't know. Is that important? <laughs> Do you need to know yeah. that? I know she works in insurance. <laughs> I know her son lives in, in I Tennessee. I remember people's faces you know? and things about you, like deep things, but yeah. I, names over Gone. my head. Yeah. Yeah. It's really difficult in my job, which like a customer service position, because I'll remember everything about somebody besides their name. So I've gotten really, really good at in conversations, not referencing names at all. Just, hey there, how are you? How is the <laughs> family? My friend. Have you tried the how do you say your name trick? But then, I of course, have. if they say, like, Amanda. Then... <laughs> yeah, I have. And it did definitely Oops. backfire. I was like, wait, how do you spell your last name? Thomas? Yeah, is that with a double M? Or I'm just not finding it. I blame it on the computer. You know, I blame it on the computer. spell it without the H. Thomas. So that, that one wasn't as bad as it could have been. Yeah. 
Uh, oh. All right, so enough about me and more about I'm beer. I'm always really pretentious about that. No, I'm going to tell another story. All right, Sorry. less about <laughs> beer, more about Emily. I'm really pretentious about that when people ask our last name, and they're like, how do you spell that? But they're really asking, is it E-N or O-N? Yeah, but I'm are. really like, it's Anderson. Again, I have no room to talk with Shortino. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, I, I don't even say it out loud. I spell it. Like, I, have, I, no I, I laugh when customers do that to me. They just, what is your last name? They just spell it. Yeah. I don't even yeah. worry about it. They just. I couldn't even begin. It starts with an S. I know it, it ends with an O. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got Close. that. There Everything go. in the middle. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna worry about it. Italian problems. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? So this beer. What is this then? Down south, Hellas Lager. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, it's brewed with Contessa hops. Is that cleared up for everyone? No. Do I get kicked out if I tell you I know nothing about beer? No. This might be the of... second beer I've had this year. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, don't drink beer. Excellent or I'm sorry. No. It's Either way. The same. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. But she did come in here with a giant jug of water to she did. show yeah. us that That's my like... emotional support water bottle. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. I've been... I drink like, a gallon a day. Uh, coveting this water bottle through Instagram for a couple months now. Oh, it has little, <laughs> little things on the yeah. side. Yeah. It motivates me. It has the times. Uh, I don't hit these on time, obviously. <laughs> what time is it right now? Yeah, it's 9 a.m. It's not 9 a.m., no, I think. Not, it isn't. So is this part of your merch? No, I just added the sticker later because I'm obsessed with my business. And oh, I'm excellent. Like, okay. I have a problem. I was like, oh, I can buy one from her, and then I'm supported. You can buy a sticker? <laughs> I'll send you a sticker. I have yeah. stickers. I have decals. Yeah, we'll put stickers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we do that. We do have a minivan. That was like a 20-year investment, so we can put stickers <laughs> on the car now. <laughs> we were like, so we went to the brew at the zoo, at the Atlanta Zoo, a couple of weekends ago, and it just has all of these different microbreweries with tents, and most of them were giving out car decals. We were laughing because once we put them all on, it's just going to be a minivan <laughs> filled with beer stickers. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I understand that, Mom. I love it. I, two I, car seats yeah. in the backseat. I know what she's going through. <laughs> Did you hear our son just throw himself at the door? <laughs> he, I, it's not that he's throwing himself against it. It's that he really likes running very, very fast. And the door gets in the way. He's much better behaved than my son would be right now. You would hear some screaming. Oh, yeah. And maybe some words he's not supposed to say. We're working on it. <laughs> you know, we've all accidentally taught our children something they don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're working on it. Correct me when I say... Darn it, he'll say, oh, damn Yours it. does that too? Yes. Mine finishes son of a. If I stop, oh. Mason, I'll hear it in the other room. <laughs> this little tiny voice. And I'm like, I, I want to laugh so bad. And like, is it so bad? It's a word. I don't no, know. No, they're just words, but other people get really upset. Yes, so at school. It's more about grandma. keeping the grandparents yeah. happy. Yes, yeah. exactly. So we tell him like, only around daddy, like only when you're by yourself with daddy. The, and it's okay, but like he's three, he doesn't understand yeah. that. So everything's an a hole. The cat's an a hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm glad that makes me feel a lot better. Oh, yeah. All parents. Oh no, it happens. This. It definitely happens. Good. I'm trying to remember what I accidentally taught him the other day. I think most of these are me. Like, no, you teach him day. curses. I teach him unfortunate things. 
Oh my! So <laughs> my son likes to say, "Mommy, I'm very frustrated. This is unacceptable." He's three. Yeah. And I'm very impressed. Yeah. But also, what do you have to be frustrated about? Yeah. You're three. Your yeah. problems. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I more reflect on myself, and I'm like, okay, good job for communicating yes. that effectively to him. Yeah. That now he's mirroring it back yes. to me instead good. of just throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Yeah. He'll actually say, yeah. although moms throw tantrums too. I do it all the time. But. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It happens. Our yeah. tantrums are just slightly different, unless they're not, yes. and I'm on the floor kicking and screaming. It does happen. Yeah. As a mom and a business owner, like, that happens <laughs> Sometimes once in a while. I'm like, Josh, I'm just having my monthly nervous <laughs> breakdown. Please look away. <laughs> Proceed with caution, but maybe leave the room. I don't know. The little one is starting to get into that territory. Yeah. And so anytime I say something he doesn't like, it's just immediately. Oh no. Just, like dramatically? Yeah, like, dramatically falls, falls, falls back. over like a log in the forest. <laughs> I feel like there are worse <laughs> ways to express your feelings. In a, he's in a helmet, so it's fine, but I worry about it when he's not in the helmet anymore. <laughs> he's going to have a hard head. That he's won't be there to. to protect yeah. you forever, son. He really, I mean, whenever we go through doorways, he turns dramatically and bonks his head against the doorway, and it's fine because he's that's, in a helmet. I feel like but, that's a boy thing. My son hurts yeah. himself on everything. He, I mean, on things I think are docile, he is... <laughs> He tries to kill himself at least once a day. Well, you I mean, yourself on the couch? <laughs> literally Ow. falls all the time, covered. And I swear, my I, we watch him very closely, but just so chaotic and like yeah. running all the time. Oh, really we get just it. We get it. Fall, falls over everything. Yeah. Like that toy was right there. You put it there. How did you slip on it? Yeah. What happened? Coming home from work just about every day, it's, Daddy, I got a boo-boo today. And he's so excited <laughs> yeah. to show me. Yeah. And That's my son. Yeah. Yep. And I have a Band-Aid? No, not for the boo-boo, just in general. Mason calls yeah. Band-Aids headbands. I don't know what uh, where the mix-up happened. Did he first hit, hurt that? himself on the head, maybe? Maybe. He says, I want a headband. And I'm like, That's like for your hair? And he's yeah. like, no, like a sticky headband. I'm like, that's a <laughs> That's fine. I don't know. I want to circle us back to the beer. Have we said everything we wanted to say about it? Did yeah. We mentioned that it's a sponsor oh. for the minor league of the Atlanta United football team. So, Atlanta United 2. Very creatively named. I do feel like they deserve a better name, but I support them and what they do. And I support them by drinking this beer. Yeah. So, so cheers. That's yeah, good. <clears throat> okay. So, thanks for telling me about that beer. What are we thinking about right now? What are we thinking about, or what is Nicole thinking what about? Are, what Just are we, you. I'm feeling not the way through. Um, okay, so I thought about it. Yeah. Obviously, it's what I'm thinking about, so that makes sense. <laughs> My goal for this is to make Emily spit her beer out onto the table. <laughs> Especially because I'm right in front of her. Yeah, that was good. Right I'm in the splash zone. Um, but I'm going to just turn and. Yeah. Oh, God. Move my purse. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, what I was thinking about, I, I haven't really been writing or reading a lot this year because of everything that's been going on and because of COVID and because of two children and running a business. And this is a nice little, like, kick back into something that I really yeah. love. And it's very comforting to me, like, writing and literature. And so that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking, Nicole, you need to make more time for this yeah. every day. And that's kind of one me. of the reasons that we started doing this in the first place was because both of us realized that we hadn't been writing for a while. We had all of these ideas and I would keep a running notebook of ideas that I never pursued. Mm-hmm, me too. And I needed a reason to actually get back and try doing something new. And I, I have a, a difficult time where I'll take one project 
and I'll just work on it for eight years. Me too. Instead of... Yeah. And, and <laughs> yep. you know, just beat it to death with a yep. club. And then, and then you get it. really irritated that it's not getting published. And then, you know, and then just move on. So I'm trying to instead spread myself out and work on smaller projects that I have less vested into. Yeah. And also kind of increase the craft and get better at writing in general. And have a little bit more fun with writing instead yes. of it be, being so drudgerly. Yes. I'm like the opposite, I think, because I never... I, I used to want to be published, but I think I've changed that. And I like to write for fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all I write for is for fun. So I write... I'm 30 years old and I write a lot of fan fiction because it's so easy oh. to just write when yeah. you're writing about somebody else's characters. You don't have to think about plot holes and things like that. It's just for fun. Yeah. And, well, and, Takes and all that's the pressure. Fine. Like that's still a great way to flex the muscles. It's a great way yes. to have fun. Yeah. Great practice. And there are so many books that have come out of fan fiction. So oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, Maybe not like, good books, but. Well, there's so many authors that have come out of fan fiction yeah. too. Like, yeah. uh, oh, Naomi Novik. Yeah. I, was like, I can only think that's of the first name that I was thinking of. Was I was going to tell her story because I went well, to Lindsay Ellis, our beloved Lindsay. You Ellis. can stop. All right, one Lindsay Ellis drop per episode. Okay, that's you it. talk about her a lot. I don't even yeah. know who that is. So. We accidentally yeah. drop her name she's once an episode. A, she's a YouTube uh, film critic, but she's also oh, cool. now a New York Times bestselling author. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe get a different um, reference. This but, is, yeah, yeah, this is just a Lindsay Ellis fan club. I love it. So, but Naomi Novik, she's written a lot of books that I really, really love. And her latest book that she wrote, she completely developed from a Harry Potter fanfic that she wrote in the early 2000s. So there is hope for me, then. There is hope for you. You can Do take Do you these. know how many Harry Potter fanfictions I have? And, by the way, I wrote the plot to the... Did you read The Cursed Child? I, I wrote I that read plot. The Wikipedia with time it. travel and everything. I, no, without yeah. the stupid parts. Yeah, I wrote that <laughs> plot as a kid, as a young kid. I wrote that plot in a fan fiction, and I still have it. And I pulled it out after I read Cursed Child, and I was like, I told my husband, I'm like, look at this. Look, I thought of this yeah. first, but also they wrote something that a 12 year old wrote. So yeah. <laughs> at the same yeah. time, maybe not it, a compliment. It really does go back to the idea of like. If you have a good idea and you love it, pursue it because yeah. there are no new ideas under the sun. And I have a story like that too. There's, I think people listening to this podcast have heard the story before, but Nikki hasn't, so I'm going to no, tell I have her. Not. We love this book series by Catherine Arden um, called The Bear and the Nightingale. And I was reading the I first. I read that. Yeah, so I was reading the first mm-hmm. like two chapters, and I turned to Eric and I was like, I wrote this. Like I wrote this exact That's happened intro to me too. in high school. Yeah. Yeah, and you didn't believe me, but I found it in my records. She did, because, because of this podcast, yeah. and her just desire to prove me wrong. Yeah. yeah. Those can be very yeah. motivating. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, my, yeah, there's no new ideas, but also nobody can do do it the way that you do it. No, like, exactly. So, yeah. Like, thank God Catherine Arden wrote those books, because if I had continued that story, it wouldn't be <laughs> what hers are. It's frustrating to me when the grand idea that somebody else comes up with first is the the twist in a story because then I feel like it's a little bit harder for you to do it and make it yourself there was I, I was in high school and I was reading the Ender's Game books by Orson Scott Card and it was one of the later books where like you're way in the future and tons of weird sci-fi stuff is happening mm-hmm. and there's this part in the books where this this species as part of their life cycle literally becomes trees Oh, that's kind of cool. It is, yeah. And it says, and like they're trying to share it with the humans, and they accidentally kill a human by turning him into a tree, which is really just like, and but they think they're doing something nice, 
And all the humans are like, oh, the aliens are killing us now. This is awful. And it creates something really bad. And it takes them, they're trying to figure out about this species. And it takes them forever to figure out that this is actually part of their life cycle. And that now they need to. You gave Nikki an idea. I did. (laughs) We got a pen. I want to, so I think I own that book. But I don't think I've read it yet. You've seen my book. I really, I I can't remember which one. I don't think it's Speaker of the Dead. It's one of the later ones. I think I have those. Um, I'm going to check when I get home. But that sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's I really, really like interesting. It. But I got really frustrated when I read it because I had already had that idea. I had had yeah. the idea that like, as part of the life cycle, you actually move between different life forms. Yeah. And that like, here you are plant, here you are human, here you are bird, yeah. like, whatever it is. And then I thought, Orson Scott Card already did it. I can't do that anymore. Well, also just like Hinduism has already done that. <laughs> I struggle with that too yeah. because I don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah, you know, you like want I don't want to feel take. like that. Yeah. yeah, I struggle with that yeah. all the time. It's all the struggles. That right? is a hard As if balance. writing a book isn't hard enough, you have to think yeah. of all these different. Yeah. yeah. But what things. I find is if you just instead of like saying I'm going to rewrite this mythology from around the world, if you just start telling a story and yeah. you accidentally wind up borrowing something that's kind of related to a different mythology, that's fine. Yeah. People are very forgiving. <laughs> I agree. Except on the internet. Then they're not. <laughs> they're not forgiving yes. they exist on the internet. That's the problem. Then they will curse you and your family. Yeah. Forever. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's bleak. It's a bleak dun, outlook. Dun, dun, I feel like we need to turn this around, guys. Oh, oh dear. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you for Pivot. sharing us, for sharing that thought with us. You know, I just realized we never actually did something. What is your business and what does it do? Oh, yeah. Do you want to plug that now or do you want to plug that I want to plug it now. Okay. 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 This is hard to you put me on the spot. So I own a dance fitness studio called called Bold Cardio Dance, and it's not like your average fitness studio because we are body positive and accepting of all fitness levels. So we have one rule, and that's no wrong moves in any of our classes or in life. We believe being accepting and loving of each other while loving our body and also trying to get stronger. So it's a small dance studio right now, but I hope to grow it someday to where it's big bigger so yeah it's like my love do you offer classes online i do yeah boldcardodancelive.com you can get classes online you can also find us on youtube for free classes excellent if you ever want to dance i have done these you have not i have yes yes i'm very upset with you that you did not take a video (laughs) (laughs) oh it's i was too busy trying to survive the class I could not get my husband to do it. And Josh is a great dancer. He has really yeah. good rhythm. He's a musician. I could not get him to do it. And I'm like, my son does it. Mason does it with me. He it loves it. It was really sweet. So it was Eric, myself, and Big One. Now it's been a while. So I'm trying to... I remember we had our TV over there. So it must have been at Christmas time when we yeah. were doing this. Because like the TV was after. over here. And yeah. the Christmas tree was over here. Because honestly, yeah. we took down our Christmas stuff at the end of January. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I yeah. think our lights stayed up until February. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. uh, I put lights on our playset, and those probably stayed up until April. Yeah. So. It happens. But I like them. This isn't a competition of who left their lights up longer. I'm trashier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more redneck. I'm just ADHD, and I don't remember to do things. I just have other stuff Because I'm a Yankee, on. but I, yeah. <laughs> I still, yeah. Too much going on in my head. Actually, all of us are Southern transplants. Yes. Oh, are you? Where are you from? So I was born in South Dakota, then lived in Pennsylvania and New York. But since I was seven years old, it's a big old Alabama. Oh, but cool. my family were both from Virginia, so we, like the South was new to all of us, mm. really, like the deep South. Virginia the deep the South, South, ma'am. This argument has happened. Your before. mom <laughs> went frogging. 
Change your pants around the south. That's more country. You can go frogging anywhere, all right? That's almost as unsouth as you can get. It is. Detroit is the opposite of the south. I grew up in Canada. Yeah. North. I feel like Canada is still more south Even than Even then, once you cross over to Canada, you're in the south because you're yeah. in yeah. South Canada anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, control the beehive. That is my brain. <laughs> no, I like to let it buzz. It's fun. <laughs> I was looking at that on the plane to Cleveland because it had Canada? This, yes. It had ah. this map to show you your flight on the map and yeah. you could zoom in and like pivot around and yeah. look at. So I was like looking at the U.S.-Canada border as it applies to, like, Ohio and Michigan. Yeah. And I was like, I never understood that. <laughs> right on top of each other. There are parts of Canada that are more southerly than parts of Michigan. Yeah. Wow. I mm-hmm. I, I knew that there were parts of Canada Canada that were more... <laughs> Canada, <laughs> as some say. Canada. I wasn't going to make <laughs> fun of you. With a hard G. That was her job. <laughs> uh, we are merciless here. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. We don't let anything fly. <laughs> like, wait, 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 pause. You said Canada. <laughs> Let's make we're, a t-shirt. We're very, we're very nice and supportive about writing. It's yeah. just every everything else. She's correcting yes. you because this gave me a panic attack. That's why yeah. she's correcting you. We will correct you. No, because you're I was digging guess. through my drafts and well, I was like, are, I can't do this. writing positive. I hope yes. so. And Everybody speech ruthless. Yeah. I guess you guys told all of your transplant stories and I didn't. So I lived in, I was born and raised in St. Louis so I was nine and then moved to Georgia. I did not ask because I don't care. I didn't ask because I knew that. Yes, I know. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I, I forget know. that we're speaking yeah. publicly right now. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That means we're doing the so right Nikki thing. So and I have known each other since high school. Junior. And I've been waiting for a place to, to like work this in. Do it now. I'm actually really excited that you're on this podcast because you were one of the first people that made me think, oh, God, writing could be a real job. This is viable. Really? I did yeah. that? Yeah, you did that. Aww. As in, like, this is a real job that I, Emily, could have, yeah. not just an ephemeral somebody, but me, that I could be a writer. I made a difference. You, you did. did. <laughs> you did. In a way, you encouraged her, and we met at a writer's conference. So if you hadn't convinced Aww. her to pursue writing, I never would have met her, Look and we would have that. no children. Your children you, need to thank me. Yeah. Well, also, you, you and Josh gave... Eric, your blessing. So that was really we did. Cherry we did. Oh man, yeah. we did. Yeah, that was fun. also to the single worst Auburn Georgia game that has ever been. I had fun. <laughs> um, on the flip side, you introduced me to Josh. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. No, but I do. Yeah. I, I was at a new school, and you were <laughs> Emily was the only one that would speak to the weird new kid. And so we fi- figured out that we both like band and we both like to write. And she introduced me to my husband um, at lunch, and he was very weird. And had really long hair. And Emily just looks at me and goes, just so you know, like, the whole school loves Josh. Like, everyone's got a crush on Josh. Everyone loves him. And I was like, why? (laughs) Now she knows. And then he got a haircut, and, like, my whole life changed. But, yeah, yeah, she introduced me to Josh. I will never forget that. I can just see the, like, the line, The big, yeah, Yeah. he had, like, really long. Like, curtains. Just Biker 80s hairband, like, really Mm. long curly hair. And he thought it was the coolest thing. And he has a really great face and a really great smile and beautiful eyes, but yeah. you c- I couldn't see it. Yeah. That's the hair. Yeah. Then he cut his hair and head over heels, but yeah. yeah. So he we was both... just holding you off. That that was just holding everybody off until you could get there. There you go. Yeah. That's what it, was. it didn't work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I had to fight everybody off, but yeah. yeah. Josh was a babe. Apparently. I wish I had known him in high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you and Josh were the, I've seen 
seen the people you hung out with in high school. You and Josh would have been best friends. This so? is in no way a dig at Josh. Josh is great. <laughs> he is wonderful. He Josh is, is great people. The fr- he's the opposite of me. He's friendly and sweet and kind. <laughs> and yeah. That's how Aaron I balance is. him out. Josh is like, everyone's loving and everyone loves me and everyone's cool. And I'm like, no, Josh. <laughs> Reality. And he's like, oh. <laughs> So that man didn't need my credit card number? Yeah, really? exactly. Exactly. Oh, yes. No. But in the best way. Like, yeah. he's the greatest husband. But the orphans. I love hearing the story of <laughs> yeah. how we met from Nikki's mouth because she's oh, God, the only do you one. you remember it differently? No, 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 no. Okay. You're the only one who made, manages to make me sound really outgoing and friendly. Oh, you spoke, you yeah. talked to me, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. I just happened to bounce in on like a really good mood that day and I saw you were new and I was like, I remember what it was like to be new. I think, it sucks. Yeah. I think she literally <laughs> turned to me and was like, so who are you? And I was like, uh, really new. But also, I was desperate. I had one mission my first day of school. I was like, I am not going to eat lunch alone. Like, I, yeah. I was so scared. Oh, man. As the a lunch 16 table year old, alone is yeah, the 15 worst. 15-year-old. Girls captures that so yeah. well. Yes. It's it was brutal. terrifying. Yeah. And I was like, I'm I'm not doing it. So that was my mission. So I was like, I'm going to speak to as many people as possible. And Emily caught me first. <laughs> she was like... You're new. What? What's your deal? Like, so you were super friendly and outgoing. I feel like I didn't think you were shy towards me. Not towards you. But then we figured out we were both in band, and that just opened it all up. We were both nerds. So she took me to my first Fall Out Boy concert. I tell that every time we go to a Fall Out Boy. My dad took us because we were children. Yeah. I lost that hoodie that we bought. We bought the matching sweatshirts. I lost it. I don't know what happened to mine. I don't have any hoodies anymore, and it's terrible. She has my hoodie now. That's how it works. Yeah. That's why we like marry to steal hoodies. <laughs> this man has hoodies. Uh, yeah. Gotta lock this down. I still have the one of Josh's I used to wear in high school. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't fit me anymore. No. But I still have it. Did your school do band jackets? Was that a thing? Yeah, Josh has his. Like the Letterman's jackets? Yeah. yeah. I have a letter from both schools. Jacket it spells out ha. Huh? <laughs> in Anchor Bay. <laughs> and I have it in a frame. Because. <laughs> I didn't want a jacket. I don't know why I wasn't into it. I don't know. It's like if you get it freshman year, it's a decent investment. If you get it senior year, it's like what? what was I the did. Point? Yeah. 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 I think I got mine sophomore year, so I wore it through most of high school. Yeah, it was like my warm winter jacket, which, yeah. by the way, that is not a good warm winter jacket. Yeah, I mean, it is Georgia. It doesn't get jacket. that cold. Right? I do wish. So I got the like the girl style with the <laughs> collar. <laughs> Bear midriff? What was this? No, no, like? no, no, no. With the weird, like, flag collar yeah, on the back I know what you're with talking your about. name. Yeah, and I. Oh, yes, yes. The most ridiculous. I didn't realize we needed gendered band jackets. Well, uh, apparently the people who make band jackets. That's because you're not a woman. Yeah. <laughs> we ah. realized it. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about the big formless yeah. things well, weren't I appealing. I kind of actually wish I'd had the, like, traditional style. Yeah. 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 I knew a lot of girls that did have the traditional one. Yeah. So I wish I'd done that. Hey, after this, Kendra, take a picture of my band jacket Kendra and post it. Because I have it in the closet. Do you? I yeah. got the lady one. What? I was telling the story and it was far more important than what you were saying. <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was busy ignoring you. That's my motto in life. Like, even when I'm writing my, by myself, I'm telling a story. <laughs> you're Just a second. 
just a sec. Yeah, I'm, I'm busy. No, so, I was saying you got to take a picture of my band jacket and post it after this. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what we discussed. I feel like mine should be around somewhere, but I don't know where it is. I have cool. Josh's. But it yeah. didn't even fit me in high school, let alone now. Yeah. Oh, he was skinny. He's he not was anymore. Skinny, skinny, skinny. He's not anymore. He was he's literally like the size of my pinky. Very tiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's got the dad bod and I'm into it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So handsome. It hits us all. Eric was that way in high school. I've been very open with, I don't know that I would have been into Eric in high school. He was scrawny and he hadn't figured out glasses yet. <laughs> <laughs> also, just gentle listener, my husband is far more sexy with a beard. <laughs> he didn't grow that till college. So. I tried. But, but also, yeah, my work. husband still can, yeah. and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm like, please no. Oh, so I remember when I met Eric, I was like, I don't know if I can date this guy. He's got a beard. I don't like beards. And now I can't look back. Mm-mm. Never going back. I hope not, <laughs> because you're kind of in yeah. it now. I did shave it for a boss who told me that I had to, and then I just grew it back. But so I was beardless was for like horrible. three months. And he came home and I was like, I know you're the same person and that I love you, but don't touch me. Because yeah. <laughs> you're a stranger and I don't like you. <laughs> the truth comes out. Yeah. It was an awkward month. I'm not going to lie. It was fine. We had to get special permission for him to grow it back for our wedding. And then we just never we, we, we just never, never shaved, shaved it, it again. The collective we. we. Yeah. Such a typical wife, or, uh, husband-wife conversation. <laughs> Remember so when you shaved mine your and beard? mine is mine. <laughs> never, ever do it again. All right. All right. Thank you for sharing that with me. I don't even know who I'm thanking because that conversation went so many different ways. A little bit of a tangent. What yeah. saying is that was wonderful. That was wonderful. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be saying it because I'm the host. I was trying to get us on topic. <laughs> Post. You know what I usually do when I'm in that situation is I say, so circling back. She has said that like three or four times. Yeah. Yes. And it's a great segue. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you for telling me how to interrupt I've you. I've done that one since <laughs> high school. You just told me how to interrupt you. Okay. So that was wonderful. Now, before you, Nicole, give us the dramatic reading. They can't see oh, your finger God. when you point. Uh, tell us what you remember about this story and why it was written. Oh, God, we didn't prep her for this So, no, part. it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I, I can think of my feet. Um, even though I'm having a panic attack right now as we're doing this. You're doing great. Um, oh, man. Okay, so I think... So, I wrote this a really long time ago. Like, I'm talking, like, 10 years. I think I told you a year, but I don't even know if that was accurate. I found it yeah, in a notebook somewhere. Yeah, it was a long time ago. So, I, we were teenagers, right? Yeah. Yeah. God, I hope so. Yes. Yeah. We were teenagers. You should have been teenagers. (laughs) So I had read a series, and I cannot tell you the name of it right now, but which talked about characters that had flaws that actually turned out to be like a superpower. Like X-Men? This does have that vibe, and I was going to bring that up. So basically, I wanted to write a, a story, and I... I'm really bad at sticking with one idea. So I found a lot of like um, start and stop stories that made no sense because I started it and I didn't write an outline and I didn't write. I'm very chaotic. Um, <laughs> I didn't write. I like I, I write what's in my brain and I let it out. And a lot of times I forget about it because I just have a really hard time finishing things. I wanted to write a story about a girl who had to wear her glasses. Otherwise something bad would happen. And I, 
I couldn't remember exactly where I was going with this, so that's why I picked it, kind of, because I thought yeah. it would be fun to kind of guess. But it does have, like, a Cyclops X-Men. Yeah, I was, yeah. that was one of my... Well, we'll get to that first. Right, yeah, to first, it. Yeah. first, let's read it, and then we'll yeah. talk about oh it. Oh, my God, you're so, going to make me read it. Now it's time for... A dramatic reading! Dramatic reading! Dramatic reading! Dramatic reading! Dramatic reading. I am freaking out. I, <laughs> I felt ridiculous doing that dramatic reading opening in, in front Look of Look how sweaty my hands are. Oh, I'm not even paying baby. attention okay, to how... this beard. <laughs> It helps. We can get your shot if you need it. <laughs> I don't have anything but so, liqueurs. Am I reading the whole thing? Yep. Oh, God. Start to finish. Why did I make something so long? It's, you're fine. It's, it's not. not that long. Yeah, it's not. It's if you need to long. take a break halfway through, just give yourself space and I'll cut out the spaces. Yeah. yeah. So this gets edited. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, no, Emily. You gave me the giggles. Dang it. <laughs> that happens. Oh, oh okay. no. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. My entire life, my parents have only ever enforced one rule. Always wear your glasses. I never suspected there was any strangeness going on, as this was my normal. Not wearing my glasses could be detrimental to my health. So detrimental, in fact, that it could rot my brain if I looked at the world with my bare eyes. It can infect my corneas with a vicious disease or cause my eyes to fall out entirely. These were the lies my parents told me to protect me from truly seeing. The glasses were special lenses that were constructed with both science and magic an unbreakable scratch-proof glass set inside thick black rims. They became a part of my face so much that taking them off flared my anxiety and made the hairs on my arms stand on end. I didn't dare betray my parents, let alone face the consequences of not wearing my spectacles. Naturally, I came across hurdles that no one could have ever prepared me for. A girl my age and I were talking on the playground one sunny afternoon when she reached her arm out and snatched my glasses off my face. I immediately closed my eyes, a terrified little girl wanting to preserve her mind and avoid death. All I heard in the next moment was the other girl's scream. What are these? Some kind of prank? Olive, give them back, please, I said sternly, unsure of what she meant. Why? They don't even work. I need them back now, my voice quivered. I didn't dare open my eyes. Please. The little girl stopped answering, but I felt her presence near me. I reached out my hand in an attempt to take them off her face. She stood rigid right in front of me, her arms at her sides and her mouth slightly open. Olive? Another child approached. What's wrong with her? What did you do? Several children gathered around us and whispered. Some yelled for their teachers. All I wanted was to put my glasses back on my nose and walk away. I stood there stupidly in the dark for what felt like an eternity before a pair of bony hands gripped both of my shoulders. It's all right. You can open your eyes, dear, said the teacher. Olive, please hand over the glasses. Olive didn't answer. I imagined the glasses were doing something strange to her. I knew they were different, special, but I thought it was because of my rare condition that I needed them, that my eyes were so sensitive. I had no idea they would blind that little girl. My parents had a lot of explaining to do after that incident, all which they avoided. We ended up moving towns that summer, and I kept my glasses closer to me than ever. I wouldn't let them hurt someone again. Yes, I always thought the glasses were strange. I didn't know it was me who was the strange one. I didn't die. <laughs> I didn't die. 
We did it, everyone. Much like um, unnamed narrator, you didn't die. That's right. <laughs> so, and I, rem- I, I think I remember what this was about. Yeah. Because of this part. But I want to hear what you guys think that it was about. Like, what what her condition was. Okay. Well, I'm so turning the tables on my you. First... Yeah, we hadn't speculated about that. Well, I'm curious. I had wildly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. In I was like, I'm just going to see where this takes me. <laughs> I'm here. On the spot. Yeah. The so, ride. there were a couple of things. The first is, you know, like her realization, the speaker's realization at the end. I just suppose she's a girl, but it actually kind of doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, is that while there is something special about her, the glasses are also special because they have to be because they just blinded all of So, yeah, they're not just normal glasses. So the glasses are a, I'm just going to call them a magical artifact. Mm-hmm. It could be science, could be magic, could be something. But there is something going on with the glasses, but only because the bearer is magic too. So it's not just about, it's not just a story about, technology and magical objects it is the the character themselves that has magic that has to be acted upon by the object so, so it's the object that gives it away it's the object that gives it away yeah yeah um, and kind of my pet theory all right we're dealing with eyes we're dealing with glasses we're dealing with seeing and there was that one line that does say truly seeing to perfect me from truly seeing so i kind of figured that either she can see ghosts or she can see into another dimension, or she can see into the past. Like she can see something. She well, can see something I that we shouldn't like be seeing. It's more metaphysical. Is not the right word. I feel like it's more tangible what she does with her eyes because those glasses blind the girl. Yeah. And so I. So this was a teenager that wrote this. So that might have been stupid. <laughs> <laughs> there are stupid. Trying notes. to add, try to add drama. You know. Yeah. I, I, that is so cool to hear you guys like talk about that you know and you know when you hear somebody else talk about your writing yeah. it's so cool anyway it's go ahead fun. that's a part of the so cool. really fun. so I I, 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 I I thought her eyes would yeah. do things to people like Cyclops yeah that I wrote that well, I was like so, Cyclops so here's where I admit X-Men? that I don't really know the X-Men very well you know Cyclops. Yeah. Well, I know He's the one he... with the lasers. Oh, the lasers. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he has to wear the thing yeah, in case I the lasers was, come out. I was out. picturing more like her eyes are transfigurative. Okay. I just That's cool. That no, I got, but I got what you were saying. Like Hypnotoad? No, like they literally transfigure stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That makes sense. That does make sense. Because the glasses change the girl's eyes. Yeah. They change yeah. her ability to see into not the ability to see. Poor little Olive. She just got screwed in this whole thing. Although, I I, I have some sympathy for her. The punishment did not fit the crime. But also, as a glasses wearer... She's obviously a bully. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you reached over and took my glasses, nobody has done that to me. I am 30 years old, and I've worn these glasses for 20 years. Nobody has physically reached over and taken the glasses off my face. I've had many, many people ask me for them and yeah. I would let them, you know, I yeah, would let them look through it. Yeah, but it is always me handing them yeah. over. I mean... This was definitely a snatch yeah. type yeah. of yeah. rude oh, which, uh, you know, Which immediately does make anybody who wears glasses just... Cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was talking about uh, her being a terrified little girl and I was like, that has nothing to do with any abilities you or the glasses may or may not have. That is just someone has yes. ripped a nice... Like, a your really good point. are a part of your identity. They've just... Taking that off of your face. That's a really good point. Yeah. Well, and the sight is very important to all of us. And there's there's two things. Like, uh, every little kid has their parents who knows how expensive and how, frankly, easy they are to damage and how kids are. So parents always emphasize that you have to take care of your glasses. But then there's also just 
you realize after a certain point that you cannot see and seeing is nice. That's terrifying, yeah. especially for a child. Yeah. yeah. I've never had, my glasses are for astigmatism, I have one eye. So I can see pretty well. I can drive without them. Yeah. I can read without them even. So they're just comfort for me. But for someone like my other friend, Emily, she's blind without them. Yeah. She can't even see her mm-hmm. hand in front of her face. So I imagine this would be scary without the added drama of the fantasy element oh, yeah. of her parents giving oh, yeah. her that doom and gloom. So yeah. in that way, it taps in. It, it's a good story because it taps into something that people in this situation already feel. And every human can already understand that anxiety of like not being able to see. And those are my favorite types of stories. that Because I read mostly fantasy. You know this. Yeah. Like mostly, yeah. when I read, I want to escape. But I like when it ties into the real life yeah. The real life drama. So, all right. What other ideas did I have? So. Well, so I, because I like to always bring this back to me. I, <laughs> Do it. This actually reminded me of a story from my childhood. So it talks about, um, you know, if she takes the glasses off, it'll rot her brain. And it reminded me of, for some reason, my parents didn't want me to watch The Simpsons as a young child. And I literally thought that if I heard more than the theme song, my brain was going to melt out of my ears. That was some of the things our parents, like back that generation would do, would give us that like dramatic... Yeah. Um, It'll rot your brain. Yeah. If well, you step brain. into the road, you will yeah. immediately get hit by a car and yeah. like things like that. That it yeah. was tapping into that things that when I'm really yeah. overwhelmed in the grocery store, I sometimes find myself saying to yes. my child, I, it's, "If you go out of my sight, they will get you. Yes. They will get you. There too. are badgers in the next aisle. <laughs> we are all human. They will get you. Absolutely. And if it keeps them safe from the actual <laughs> yeah. scaries, then it's I'm fine. just like, oh, this is why fairy tales are horrifying. Yeah, they're just made up by parents. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> Trying to keep their kids out of the woods. Yeah. That's legit what they are. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. They're all folklore to keep you safe. From something. Something the real. Woods. Yeah. Bears. <laughs> bears. bears. Bears are terrifying. Have you? Never mind. Like That's too bears. far off of a tangent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, beehive. That's, okay, now it's my turn to talk. <laughs> so what, what I'm interested by next, my second point, was the parents in this. Because they know something. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and where are we going to go with that? Are they travelers from a distant land are they scientists who have discovered something are they wizards yeah why yeah. are they equipped to deal with this in a way that's got to be kept secret from everybody yeah because you know as a parent really if my kid needs some special accommodation in class i'm gonna pull the teacher aside and be like just so you're aware jimmy has this going on she has death glasses <laughs> she has death and she needs protection you should probably not let anybody take her it death glasses like it's a hazard to the classroom. So these teachers should have been informed and keeping a better eye on uh, the students. Also, if my child was going to school with death glasses, I would probably put croquis on or something like that. You know? Tape those Just things to make it a little face. bit easier. I like to think that the parents did not know what the glasses were going to do to another child. Okay. Yeah. So they, they protected their that. child. They had not tested that. That's reasonable. I went untested. Yeah. I feel like that's irresponsible. Extremely. Yeah. Yes. What are these people are not professionals. Okay. Like a real scientist. Yeah, a real scientist would have been like, let me make sure this Or they is have safe. extreme flaws yeah. that need to be messy family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Messy family. So Families. another like some of the further questions that I had were time, place, race. 
I kind of don't know. So all we know really is that she's a child. She has parents. And, and there is a sign- school and then yeah. there is a playground. So that can exist in anywhere. Anywhere in like the last hundred years, probably, yeah. I would imagine. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah. I write fantasy, not even yeah, in or this other world. Or other worlds. This could be yeah. steampunk. This could be yeah. real edgy modern. <laughs> but this could be a real gritty, like, alternate reality. Yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to. I also have the 1950s written down, and I don't Why? know. Where did you get that from? <laughs> it's because when we were talking about different time periods, I was saying that I thought it could go back anywhere in the 20th century and should, I mentioned the 1950s and apparently you like this being in the 1950s so yeah, there you well, go it's a weird time of science but also optimism yeah science and optimism <laughs> <laughs> I like how you knew how insightful and kind of <laughs> like episode title perhaps we'll see yeah we'll see what happens yeah that's one of my favorite parts about recording this is listening back through it to decide what the episode title is gonna be usually it's the most scandalous thing we say on an episode but because when we first release the episodes there's one that we have that says you should know which hole to use but it's (laughs) w-h-o-l-e and that had dramatically more listeners than all of the the episodes that is a great way to do this yes if we can if we can but it has to happen in the in the you episode. should have had. We can't just make it happen. You <laughs> have said something awkward and weird. Yeah, that's you like just thrust it in there. You know. I have to. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so we've kept saying our ideas for what we think this thing is going to be. Nikki, what do you think you were doing? <laughs> do you have any idea? Yeah, because what do you uh, think you were doing. So I, I legitimately found this, and I was like. There was no preface, like no outline, nothing, no notes with it. It just was literally written by itself. I'm surprised that you did not pick up on this because of my interests when we were in grade school. Um, that I was, she's, look, no idea, none. <laughs> I'm surprised that you didn't think about this, but I guess it's kind of hardly, hard to tell. But like when it said seeing, I, I think it hit me. Um, I was really, really into folklore and okay. fairy lore oh. and Celtic mythology and things like that. And I had done a lot of, I had read a lot of books about seers, like people who could see the fae. And I was super into that. Like, still kind of am. I still love it. I onto the science stuff. (laughs) Well, I I thought it would be cool. Science and magic, yeah. I thought it would be cool, I think, to like going back into my younger brain to like mesh the two. um, Because I had read a series, Mm -hmm. it's all. It's all connecting now. I had read a series called um, The Iron King hmm. where a girl had to go over into other world, into the fairy world, and technology was destroying her home. And so I think that that's where this came from. And I think the little girl can see the fae and her parents were trying to protect her from that. That does not explain the blindness, but I thought maybe her parents might have done that on purpose. What if Olive <laughs> was a fairy? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I highly doubt that my child brain thought yeah. of that. The Iron King, The Iron Fae. That's what it was. The Iron King okay. by Julie Kagawa. It is a wonderful book. It is young adult, but it's, it's written really very well. Bells. I feel like I may have read it, but I don't remember anything. It's that. written really, really well. She doesn't know that she is a fae, and it was my first yeah. encounter with Robin Goodfellow, who I consider to be this. I'm going to let my nerd let it all fly. the way out. Do it. Okay. He's, I consider Puck to be my muse. So when oh. I see Puck in things, and he pops up in 
I mean, Loki he's is a version of Puck. Yeah. And, I mean, he's in so much. He's in Once Upon a Time, the TV series. He's in a lot of book series. He's in every... He's he's uh, Robin Hood. He's, mm-hmm. he's everywhere. So when I pick up a book and he's in it, or, like, he pops up somewhere in art, I consider that, like, a sign, sort of? Like, I don't yeah. know. I'm just very drawn to it. So that was my first encounter with him, besides reading, reading Midsummer, yeah. uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. But um, that was my first time where I'm like, I really like this character type. And so I latched on him. But anyway, oh, I consider him fun. my muse. Oh, what if yeah. Olive was Puck? Maybe. Maybe. Because wow. Puck was a yeah. shapeshifter. It's very, that, that would, would be, be a good twist. It, I could definitely see, you know, the end of the book, Olive comes back. And, you know, there's like the final For battle. For revenge. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to make me pick this story back up again. <laughs> That's kind and of the, the point. The thing yeah. about <laughs> this is, like we said, this could be, well, I don't know if we were recording when we said this. This could be a novel. <laughs> This could be a short story. This could be a yeah. screenplay. It could be a lot of Aaron different things. Aaron had a really good idea yeah, so for like the opening scene of a screenplay. I think, I think very I visually. It. I do. And I was trying to think about playing with time perspective. Yeah. And if this was a cold opening, then it would be really neat. You know, you start on the playground. You see a girl, hands over her eyes, on the playground while Olive is screaming and just taking her glasses on and off, trying to get her sight back, trying to figure out what's Freaking going on. Freaking out. And then the title screen pops up. You know, like, that's just yeah. the cold opening. That's just really it neat. It has, like, a thriller aspect to it. It does. Yeah. Well, still kind of that fantastic, just yeah. mystery up front. And then you are immediately, like, in a meeting with the parents as they're talking about it. and Or or you go back in time. You're going back and or having some explanation. Or forward That could have been, like, yeah. a child. I think the way I wrote it, and there's no wrong answers, obviously, because it's writing, but I think the way I wrote it is that this is a flashback. Okay. Yeah. Especially with the wrap-up at the end. Yeah. Um, I think we meet her again when she's a little bit older, because I am young adults like my thing. I like to write and read young adults, so I'm thinking we go forward to where she's a teen. That would be fun. Yeah. That would yeah. be fun, and it's, you just have a few flashbacks going back to her growing her up and realizing something is wrong. Mm-hmm. And that way you also don't really have to explain too much of the little nitty-gritty things about this scene. <laughs> that don't you make sense. Don't. Yeah, you can just, <laughs> Go ahead and say yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you just haven't flushed it out. And a right. lot of this just needs flushing out, but it doesn't need as much flushing out if you just go in the future yeah. and completely jump forward in 10 years. Flash forward can fix all these problems. It can. It can. <laughs> just a, little, a little time travel can make it fine. That's a really cool idea. I like that a lot. What other ideas did I have? Emily has a whole list. Oh, we've kind of hit on some of this. Uh, so why is the person magical? We've already talked about, like, asked the question, like, who are these parents? Why are they equipped so to So irresponsible. Deal with it? Yeah, why yeah. are they so irresponsible? Yeah, because it could be, they could be just normal humans that realize that their daughter Something's is wrong. seeing things and then they have to go to a specialist to get these glasses and they're just trying to do the best they can with a bad situation or they could have a connection to fairy or maybe one of them has a connection to fairy i see that a lot where one parent one is magical knows. the other one yeah. is not and this kind of brings everything to a head and then the magical parent dies and you're left with a parent that kind of like doesn't know anything i'm like just talking through tropes one. here <laughs> I, how did oh, you know it was gonna be the mom yeah right <laughs> See, I was actually thinking the magical person would be the dad. And you kill him off and yeah. you're actually left if with the mom. If you kill off a parent in a fairy story, it's always the mom. Always, every time. You yeah. can do whatever you want, okay? <laughs> That's true. That's what scares me so much about writing. You asked a question. How How is she magical? Or how did she become magical? Yeah, why is she and magical? And I struggle with yeah. that a lot because I think sometimes when I'm writing, and you said this earlier, mm-hmm. but when I'm writing a story... Um, I get too detailed mm-hmm. and I dive too hard into the whys in the background and I go through 
and I feel like I have to prove everything all the time, and I don't know how to not do that. Like, I'm like, yeah. well, how did she get her abilities, and why? how did she get here, and why did this happen? And it starts to, it starts to just bring the story down. There is some magic in leaving that. As a mystery? mystery. Yeah. yeah. What is, what is, okay, dude bro who rebooted Star Trek and believes in, like, the question box or, like, the mystery box and hmm. applied it to Dude Star bro, Wars what's his too? name? Yeah, you know, dude bro. Dude bro. <laughs> the bad thing is I know who she's talking about, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is it, the question box or the mystery box? Because I'm like, legitimately going to research that. His, like, principle of... Kind of like no, how I, Pixar I, has their storytelling. So, like, I, I know... Yeah who J.J. Abrams is, but I don't know what you're referencing right now. Okay, so he has this concept of, I don't think I'm using the right term, but like the mystery box, for lack of a better term. Where So in Star Wars, it plays out as Rey. Like, yeah. how did she get there? Is she force right. strong? Is she for, I almost said force observant. Like, <laughs> you're saying it right, it's mystery box. A mystery okay. box. You're saying it right. <laughs> mystery is more important than knowledge in storytelling. Sometimes I think what you're getting is sometimes you have to let the reader yeah. decide how yeah. things happen. Sometimes it, yeah, sometimes it's more fun yeah. for the reader. I, what I try to do as well is sometimes you don't have to know the answer and you just keep writing until the answer comes to you. Yeah. And then you get it into the book that way. Sometimes so, the story tells you the answer. Yeah, and, and that's sometimes fine. Sometimes I write and write and write and then I let Eric read it and then Eric tells me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys are telling me a lot of answers that I didn't know when I was a teenager yeah. and I wrote this. This is where you say that I give you a lot of answers too. <laughs> you give me a lot of questions. It's not reciprocated. <laughs> Opening up a lot of issues. My husband does that. That's why I don't let him read what I write because Josh is very like, well, how did this happen? Well, when did this go? When yeah. did this go there? And how did this go? And I'm like, you've been watching too much Star Trek. I don't know. <laughs> it's not that complex. I don't, I don't, you know, it's pretty, okay? That's yeah. it. That's, that's what I'm doing. And I have told him story ideas and he has looked me in the eyes and been like, that's a Star Trek episode. And I was Aww. like... Damn it, Josh. There's been a lot of Star Trek episodes. Okay? I wrote a story about a girl who um, could remember her brother went missing, and she could remember him, but nobody else could. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's a lot of conflict there. There's a lot to, you can go anywhere yeah. with that. Yeah, he was like, that's an episode of Star Trek. And I was like, that might also be an episode leave me alone. of Buffy. Which means that makes sense. That multiple yeah. people have done it. Which means it's a good idea. Yeah, and absolutely. you could absolutely write that. Boom. Yeah. Um, do you have any other thoughts that you want to share about the story? I don't think so. I'm glad that you guys, I'm glad that you asked me to do this because I wouldn't have dug this up otherwise. It's and a fun exercise. There's something about really working is. on a piece like this. There's so much reward even in, in bringing it back up and going through it again and trying to turn it into something. Yeah. It's and been immensely rewarding going back through. Even like a little poem that I didn't care about and trying to rewrite it and turn it into something yeah. is more rewarding than just writing a new poem from scratch. And writing can get uh, like lonely. Yeah. With, for lack yeah. of a better word, and because you do it, I do it by myself. I don't talk yeah. to other people about my writing because it's, it always feels really personal to me. Like this is terrifying to me, reading my stuff out loud and talking about it. Um, but to like get to speak to other writers about it and take a break from my normal what I'm normally doing is yeah. really nice. I need to start writing and reading daily again because it feels like medicine to me. Yeah, I think it feels like such a recharge. Because I teach fitness classes, so, like, that's very fast and, like, 
very about other people. Yeah. Like it's me putting myself into other people and helping other people and like writing is for me. Yeah. And just for me. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad. That. Well if you ever want a beta reader or just like to have a writer's critique group for anything like that, we're or very Or if you want to come back on yeah. the podcast I'm or down. If you come back I'm on the down. Podcast, Perfect. That's so fine much fun. Too. Be a regular yeah. So the way that we, the way that we do this is after one season, at the end of the season We've rewritten all of our works, and then we'll come back on open mic night, and we'll actually read our rewrites. That's cool. So we'd you love know. for you to come back and read yeah. your, your stuff for us. If that doesn't work with your schedule, you could also just record yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and then send it but in. But I think we'll you should it. come back, because yeah. we're going to try to get Nina to come back, and then it'll be a little Oh, party. like a little round yeah. table. That would yeah. be really cool. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, I'm down. I'm not nearly as scared as I was yeah. coming in here. It's not as terrifying. My palms are dry. Yeah. I'd love to keep talking, but my glass is empty and my brain is full. Thank you for sharing your rough draft today, and I look forward to hearing it again on Open Mic Night. Dear listener, if you have any edits, thoughts, or suggestions on this rough draft, you can find us on Instagram as Diamonds in the Rough Draft, on Twitter as Diamonds in the Rough Draft, or by email at diamondroughdraftpod at gmail.com. If you or someone in your life is interested in having a draft on this podcast or joining as a guest, please reach out. If you happen to be Neil Gaiman or Gail Carriger, please reach out quickly. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Diamonds in the Rough Draft. Oh, we need to let Nikki plug yeah. her stuff again. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you want me to plug? Anything you want to plug. So where can where can people find you on the internet? Oh, yes. Yes, where can where we can find you on the internet? I was about to say, please ask me a question so I know where to go for this. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at boldly nicole, like B-O-L-D-L-Y, Nicole. Um, I mainly post about body positivity and fitness and breaking fitness myths and stereotypes. Um, so, yeah. It's yeah. all feel-good vibes. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And you should go, if you're local, go take one of her dance classes at Bold Cardio Dance. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and my website and all the things. Just Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> Come on, people. What is this? Like, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> people are going to be like, the owner of this business is sassy. <laughs> I need to know more. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Diamonds in the Rock Draft. Did we already say that? Yeah, but it's Maybe. okay. This is Emily Anderson. This is Eric Anderson. Have a great time and don't edit under the influence. All works read on the Diamonds in the Rough podcast are original works and are not to be reproduced or distributed in any form without the express written permission of the author. All works of fiction on this podcast are products of the author's imaginations, and any resemblance to actual events, places, or persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. Don't steal my stuff. <laughs>